When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code POD to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code POD at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code POD. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Mic check one, two. <clears throat> Mic check one, two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels not in distress. Host came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is hot off the press. Hi, Chloe. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm reporting live from Seattle. I had a bone to pick with you, actually. Uh-oh. The red receipts. You turned them on. But I didn't. Okay, here's what happened. We were texting and... I looked at our, for some reason, because we're going back and forth on this logo that I've been very picky about. New logo dropping soon, by the way. <laughs> um, once I can figure out everything. Once I Chloe want. decides that it's good enough for her. Once I decide all the details. Honestly, it may never happen. I looked at our information tab. Um, and for some reason, it like had both red receipts and hide alerts toggled on. Mm. for you and I don't like a red receipt I think red receipts are like somewhat psychopathic I agree I thought that you potentially turned it on because of a guy no because oh it's only on for you though I'm gonna turn it off now you you know what's really crazy about red receipts is you can do them for certain people wow like if you go to the info tab yeah, if you go to the info tab and you like are really pissed at someone and are like, I want them oh to. God, that's there. why they probably did it. Well, that's what I thought you were doing. I thought it was like for some guy you were trying to leave him on red. That's what I assumed. Um, that's why I asked you because then like I was getting these messages from you. And I'm like, sick, Chloe, you read it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's really funny. My coworker was like, How do you feel about red receipts? And I was like, It's just like my female coworker. I was like, They're fine because I'm not trying to date you. Like, they're fine if you want to have them on for me. But if I'm trying to date someone and they have red receipts on, I'm not going to say that's a full-on red flag, but I'm going to say that's extremely late. I'm going to put it further. I think anybody with red receipts on, why do you care? Like, I don't want to know. Why do you need to show someone that you read something? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, whatever. You you don't, not everyone can respond right away. No. I agree. Very silly. But how's Seattle? Tell us about you now that yeah. we've established this. I'm in Seattle this weekend. I'm visiting what I, I call them my daddies. They're not my dads. They're not my real dads. But um, my friends, Corey and Ryan, they're out on the couch right now. They're letting me use their room to record. Are they together? Yes, they're together. Oh, they're not. Um, they fall asleep together on the couch every night Aww. when we're watching our programs. Um and I'm like, are you guys paying attention? <laughs> and they're putting me asleep. Um, but no, it's been good. I just kind of wanted to get out of my apartment a little bit. I've been in LA literally all year. 
and I came to visit them. It's a little weird right now because I feel like COVID is spiking. I mean, when mm-hmm. has it not been in 2020? But I was like, you know, they're younger. It's like, it's not like I'm visiting my parents. We had had this plan for a little while. So we mostly just kind of been staying in and chilling and I've been sleeping in. But what I wanted to tell you was I switched my hinge location to here just to see what the talent pool was, just to see the crop. And there might, there must be something in the waters here because all these men are six foot and above. Really? They're all tall They're baddies. They're men, Seattle. I feel like they go hiking. Yeah, it's kind of a lot of that. It's just interesting to me that they're all so tall. Mm. and there was one that I was talking to and it was really funny because I was kind of hesitant to be like hey I'm just kind of like looking at what's out there I'm, you know what I mean like I'm just visiting or whatever but I finally told him that I was just visiting until Sunday and he goes oh well I have an interview at Cedar sinai actually in 15 minutes I was like oh my gosh that's fate right wouldn't anyone think that and then I go, oh, that's crazy. I I live right by there when I'm in LA. How did the interview go? And you know what he says to me? Hmm. Nothing. He didn't even respond. He didn't think that was cool. He didn't even care. Do you think that maybe the interview went bad? Like maybe it wasn't about you. I hope it did. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) I hope it went bad. You didn't even go respond to me. (laughs) Because like, I could see, like, like, what is he going to tell you now? It's just going to be like, it was fine. And it was like really shitty and now he like can't talk about it. I mean, maybe he's scarred. I just think it's funny. It kind of like brought me to this realization how like girls kind of like, not like fantasize, but I was like, oh, that's kind of like a weird coincidence. Yeah. Like that's cool. And like, you know, I we could have maybe grabbed a drink while I was here. Maybe then making we- mountains out of molehills. Well, whatever. But like you would have at least known someone in LA, you know, if we would grab a drink while I'm here, but... He don't seem to be caring, so guess what? Neither am I. Bye. Deuces on that. Um, <laughs> but that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? <laughs> um. Well, the best day ever happened this past weekend, which I feel like we should address that um, we no longer have a clown in the White House. Period. So I'm really thrilled about that. I was like, I've been so happy. So I am like, is everybody else this happy? Like, does it just seem like there's a new energy in the world or is it me? (laughs) Like, if I just have this internal happiness, then do I just perceive everybody like that, you know, or are people actually happier? I don't know the answer. People are actually happier. I was in LA for it and people were ecstatic. I would like to say that I voted in Pennsylvania and I do indeed take credit for the election. You all are welcome. like all the states were just cracking me up of like we're just gonna go home and like not count and I was like you know this only happens once like they're all just out there trying to get their 15 minutes of fame Pennsylvania was the one that gave him the electoral votes so that's why I am taking credit but I was excited to when I was because you know I'm not a TikToker so when I was trying to stalk our guest today who's coming live from Australia um, I saw on her TikTok that there was something about Joe Biden, but I have to be picky about which TikToks I'm going to watch of hers because I need to have somebody send me the link. So I can only ask for so many links to specific TikToks, you know, but of course I saw my man, Joey B was on her TikTok. So I specifically requested to see the Joey B TikTok 
And I just thought it was so lovely that somebody in Australia like cares enough about our political statement to address that with her followers um, because she has plenty of them. And that also being said, there were many influencers in America who did not like address the election. Um, I get that like they have to keep a, um, you know, non-political platform to keep their followers, but I just think that using your voice is so important. And if you are like lucky enough to have a platform, um, you should, you know, use it for the better of society. And I just appreciated that somebody from Australia was willing to use that with her platform. We can kind of ask her about this, but I feel like she was like early days of TikTok relationship advice. Like, I just remember her being like, she does this thing where she like walks into the bathtub and she's like, here's a reason why you shouldn't let a man upset you. And I don't know, she just speaks really eloquently and I found her very comforting. So I'm excited she agreed to come on today. Amazing. Let's go chat with her. All right. So we're so excited to welcome Lexi Partell to the podcast. Lexi is, I would say, a TikTok expert, a relationship guru, just overall soothing advice you're giving out. (laughs) I hope hope I'm not leading people astray. (laughs) I was telling Lauren before you joined, I feel like you were kind of like early relationship advice TikTok days. Like I remember seeing you when I first signed up and like you were out there like giving the advice before a lot of other people jumped on the bandwagon. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think when I first logged onto TikTok, I found that it was the one thing that was missing for me in my feed. And it might just be a TikTok algorithm thing where it kind of targets what you need. But I thought, I've got stuff in my head. I'd like to get it out. And I think it can help people. Awesome. And was there anything in particular that inspired you to do that? Was it just kind of you seeing it missing from TikTok, like what you would like to hear? Um, so interestingly, uh, what inspired me to kind of do this stuff on TikTok was a breakup. Um, and that was the first few months of it. I went through a breakup, which was by all means, my ex is a lovely person. And the breakup was just because we were going different ways. But coming out of a relationship for that long, you kind of start to wonder who you are as your own person, I guess, not as a unit. And a lot of thoughts had been crossing my head and I thought, oh, this stuff might actually help other people. And so the things that I put out there, I really hope uh, will help women become more independent in themselves and find themselves before they go into any kind of relationship, even if it's just a friendship. Um, So I think that was probably what inspired myself to it. Yeah, we're all for that. We talk about that all the time. I also, did we mention that you're in Australia? I don't know if we had said that earlier. I am in Australia, yeah. So I live on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Um, I am originally from Europe, but I love the beach. I'm a little beach baby. I'm not there today, unfortunately, so I can't show you, but um, I do have a balcony that opens up to the beach and just walk barefoot across a park straight onto the sand. Where in Europe are you from? Uh, So I was born in Switzerland, but my dad is Swedish. My mum's Chinese. Oh, cool. I'm also Swedish. Love that. Yeah, I actually lived there for the first six months of my life. That's amazing. (laughs) But we were talking earlier when we recorded our intro about how um, we really liked your Joe Biden TikTok because we thought it was so cool, like how you're um, into like US elections from Australia. Yeah, so Australia, I think it was two parts of Australia. The first part is all the Aussies and they just bet on the elections. The second part is um, 
the knowledge that whoever leads America will essentially probably help in decisions around the world. And that's kind of a scary thing, isn't it? Because one country impacts so many other countries and it's important to know what you're looking at. But at this point, what I'm looking at is the fact that there is a, a dark woman as a vice president and that's exciting like that is what makes me excited and I was speaking to my um, partner that night and I had a little bit of a teary because it's something that I love I love to push for equality I do believe in equality I believe in closing gender pay gap I believe in all empowering women to do what they feel like they haven't been able to do in the last two decades and just having a woman in power now kind of proves the point that all of us are not doing this for nothing. There's mm -hmm. going to be little girls in the next generation that are going to look at that and be like, I want, I want to do that. I want to be like that. And I think that's, I mean, that's probably what you guys are doing as well. Just trying to help everybody that's coming up in the next generation, also in our generation and empowering them to be all that they can be. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, and it's so interesting how a lot of us get inspired to go into these types of platforms, like from recovering from breakups. So if you'd feel comfortable, like talking a little bit about that experience and like what made you want to share more about that with a larger platform. Yeah, of course. No problem at all. Um, so I've always been the person in the group that has... Um, I don't know. I like to watch people. I like to watch people's patterns um, and relationship patterns. And I've always been the person in the group that a lot of people will come and speak to. And I'm always happy to be that person. Um, I think it, it strengthens relationships to have that kind of open communication. Um, in terms of my breakup, it was uh, I was together with him for four years. We moved to Europe together last year, traveled a fair bit. Um, we were both in marketing he's a lovely lovely man he lives down in melbourne um and i have nothing bad to say about him um, we just wanted different things in lives in our life and we came back because of covid um so we actually ended up at the airport i had to fly to brisbane he had to fly down to melbourne to be with his family i wanted to fly to brisbane to be with mine and we were still together at that point and um we broke up as oh there's a period of time where we kind of just started to realize that we wanted different things. And I think that a lot of people look at breakups as a negative thing in this, in this instance, it wasn't negative. It was kind of like, well, we want different things. We're going to have to go find those different things. If they're not together, then, you know, the last four years have been fantastic, but unfortunately we can't move forward together. And that's just the real, that's, that's just, the reality of breakups sometimes yeah. so um so I mean that's what happened post breakup I just I think I've been in relationships for uh, 12 years I'm one of those serial relationship people yeah <laughs> 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 you just fall out of one and then you kind of like roll into the next one you're like oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're back um <laughs> so <laughs> um so after this one I was like all right you need to stop falling in love with people <laughs> um so I think uh the process of the last few months and falling in love with myself that has been one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do in my life but also one of the most and this sounds so cliche but honestly the most rewarding I've never cried and laughed so much in an eight-month period in my life um the amount of times that you find yourself on on the bathroom floor at like a weird time in the morning and you're kind of like no one is here for me and then at three in the morning you're like no that's wrong I'm here for me I'm strong enough to do this I can get through the next day it, it's just that learning that you have so much power within you to be able to move forward from the point where you think that you're lowest 
So I think the breakup taught me that. It just taught me to live alone. It also taught me um, how to put a bin liner in because uh, I didn't know that and how to turn the washing machine on was having. So it's just like all these other fun things that you have to learn really quickly. And while I was doing that, I thought, why not share this journey with everybody else? Um, I work in social media um, and I work in tech. So having the all of these platforms where you can share these things because if it's helping me, it's probably going to help somebody else. And if it's just one person that I'm helping every day, that it is fulfilling what I want to do. Um, and TikTok obviously is a big platform and it pushes content out to, you know, hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of people that can see my journey. And I really just wanted to show everybody that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to share your vulnerability and your emotions. And that goes for both men and women. Uh, regardless of gender, you need to be able to share emotions to be able to grow. And yeah, I think that's, that's landed me here now. Yeah. Well, I feel like your videos for sure have come at times like where I'm like scrolling and you see this in the comments all the time on TikTok. You're like the for you page is getting like wildly specific whenever you're like scrolling and you're like, oh my gosh, why is this the advice I absolutely needed right now? But I was going to ask you your inspiration behind it because I've tried to do TikToks before. I get a little overwhelmed with like concepting and like editing and things like that but yours were so simple you were just like I feel like the one you had like a bag of chips so you just walked into the bathtub and you're like I pay for this apartment why like why are we like you pay for your own stuff why do you need a man what is he trying to fulfill so I'm just wondering, like you know your inspiration it's so simple but it's like so good because you're I mean well first of all your apartment looks really nice so the point of like you're like I pay for this huge bathtub that I'm walking into <laughs> that point it was um so that was a few months ago I do remember that one the bag of chips it's because I snack all the time and that's just an attribute that's just attributing to my personality I'm just a cereal snacker so everywhere I go is food um but that particular one something did trigger that and I I wish I could tell you exactly what it was um but it was something to do with it was there was something someone in my life who had experienced something with a male at that point that had told her that something along the lines of she she would never do better or she would never be able to rely on anyone else it was something along those lines and it just made me mad and um so the things I say in the bathtub uh 90 of the time I've written them down um over the like over a few days and just refined it and then set it in the bathtub um and then there are a few things on um in the bathtub that I just pull off Twitter and I make sure that I obviously say that it's not mine. Um, so it's just, I guess the journey came from that TikTok um, and now it's all the way down here, but it's just important for me to to tell everybody else that feels like they have to rely on other people to for their happiness, to, to see that they don't. And happiness doesn't come through money. It doesn't come through having all of these goods. It comes through the ability to know that you have your own back and you have this stuff because you did it. Um, so I think that was, yeah, that was, that was the message I was trying to get out there and it, it got out there and um, 80, you know, 85 to 90% of the comments are pretty positive. And then you get the other half or other 10%, which are, you know, extremely negative. And the funny thing about that is they're all male, right? Cause they look at that. And I had one person say that I'm pushing back humanity 2.9 billion years because I've decided to rely on myself and not another person. And when you first get those comments, you kind of go, Oh, hang on. 
like, is that person right? Am I doing the right thing? And as they keep rolling in and you start to see your followers kind of like jump on these people, you're like, no, actually, I think they're wrong. And it's just those negative comments have, instead of fueling kind of an anger fire, they're a bit more motivating to me now because it means that the more times I am getting into someone's uncomfortable area in what they want to know and speak about, the more impact I'm having on somebody else. So it's so important when you're doing your TikToks that you're just saying your truth and you're saying, you know, what is coming from your heart. And I guess with yourself, Chloe, if you do want to start doing TikToks, it's just a matter of saying exactly what's on your mind. Uh, the people that I follow, they don't censor themselves because it's important that everybody in the world understands that we don't need to censor ourselves anymore. It's it's not like that. I'm not going to get shot because I've told somebody to, you know, have a look at breaking up with their boyfriend because they're not being treated right. So it's just important that we get these uncensored messages out there now. I liked how on your Instagram also you have these really vulnerable sentiments um, and you're really honest with people about how you're feeling and what you're going through. And I know you mentioned that you have a partner now and I'm curious, like with your going through your own self-love journey that you said you had to get yourself to a place with, what was like the switch or what changed that you felt like you were now ready to jump back into something? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so we've only been dating now for three weeks. Uh, so it has taken me a long time. He started off as a friend as well. And um, I think that the switch when it happened, when I knew I was ready, uh, was when I felt vulnerable enough with him not to put guards up all the time. Because when you come out of any breakup, the first thing you do, and I don't know about everyone else, but the first thing I do is immediately put up this wall. And it's kind of like, I don't want to feel this feeling again. It might have been a great breakup, a mutual breakup, but in the back of your mind, it's like an abandonment feeling, isn't it? Because you've made these plans with this person and you've gone, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to have kids with you. I'm going to, you know, make a life with you. And then you kind of, in your mind, you're like, this is great. My life is set now. This is what I want to do with this person. And then in the breakup, regardless of it's negative or positive, you know, the subconscious of your mind goes, someone's abandoned you someone's pushed you away because they didn't want you in your life what's wrong with you why why did that happen it's your fault and that's the most important thing for people to push away because that is exactly not what happened but in this instance for me as somebody who's been in relationships for that long I didn't have the personal growth to say that isn't right I just went through that wave I went through it. I'm not good enough um everyone doesn't want to date me. I'm too old to be dated. Like all of these things, I'm 29. So I feel like it's not a great time to be single, but at the same time right now, I know it's the best time. But at that point, there was no way I could have stepped back into a relationship because I wouldn't have been able to treat that person right. And that's the most important thing that if you treat yourself right, you treat others the same way. But the last eight months, I've started to do things for myself that I would do for someone that I loved. So that includes cooking better things for my body, uh, buying myself presents, that sounds really silly, but it works. Even if it's just like, oh my God, there's a sunflower. I really want that sunflower. I'm going to go grab it for me, not for somebody else. And that switch a few weeks ago happened when I wanted all of a sudden to share that with this person and, and share that um, gratitude towards this person for being in my life. Um, and I'm really lucky because what he's done is he's um, been in my life for a few months and he's watched me grow and he's watched even TikTok grow and Instagram and he's, um, he's really supported that. And that 
has been something on my list of things that I love in a potential partner is for somebody to support this journey that I want to do, which is to go out there and really spread the word of being able to help other people in their relationships and with their self-worth. And I'm not going to lie, like the last few months with both of us have been up and down because for me, I'm not... I have never I haven't been emotionally stable because I've just been trying to figure out who I am and for him he went through a breakup I hope he doesn't mind me talking about this um around the same time so I think it was a few weeks before mine so having us both kind of like go through the same stages and it's interesting to watch a male versus a female go through it because males tend to put it off for six months and then all of a sudden it hits them right for us it's straight away and then six months later it's kind of like okay I'm coming back out of it so just that opposite of what happens just fascinating to watch um but yeah no he's I'm pretty lucky he's very good he does the small things um and that's really important to me uh the other day he gave me a foot rub that hasn't happened in my life before um today he took me to the RSPCA to look at puppies so it's just just the really small things that count and for me because I'm pretty self-sufficient he also understands that I don't need him there 24 7 so um I live on the coast it's an hour away from him and I'm happy down there by myself um I'm happy to go through my work week by myself um and if we do meet up we make sure that we spend good time together because for him he's really busy as well so it's just understanding with somebody that you don't need to be a unit of two like sorry a unit of one you're a unit of two people you work together as a team but you also have independent lives and that's what attracted me most well I feel like Lauren and I Lauren's gonna be like it's just a broken record because I always talk about this but when you're dating and kind of giving this relationship advice it's kind of hard because like you said like you have trolls and like quite frankly, like insecure men, like commenting and being like, blah, 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 like whatever. But I mean, I was going to kind of circle back a little bit like to those trolls and those mean comments that you get because Lauren and I, Lauren's a cancer, I'm a Gemini and we're both like very sensitive souls. And I feel like it's so easy to spot like someone who's insecure and like leaving these mean comments because they are insecure. But like, I won't lie, like whenever I get them, I do think about them a little bit and I kind of like question myself and like, what was that kind of journey for you when you were rising to kind of like having more followers on TikTok and like dealing with those negative comments? Like, were you like, you know, at first was it a little bit harder? Did you have to kind of develop like thicker skin? Like, what was that like? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really, really good. And we're going to get real vulnerable now. Um, so I'm a Libra, so I also am quite sensitive, but I will never tell anybody that. So don't tell anyone. So when I first started, when I was started doing TikTok, I think that a lot of my TikToks came from the wrong place. So um, even though some of the, some of the stuff was probably quite good, it was also from a place of uh, anger and resentment towards myself and having people comment um, things like you're ugly or I want to put a paper bag over your head or um, it's just it's interesting because it's an attack on the on you as a person not on the content because like, um, I was like gonna say I was like first of all you're gorgeous like you're I was like the ba- I love the bathroom <laughs> aesthetic but it also helps that your accent is awesome and you're gorgeous so I don't know why anyone would say that <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it's all right I'm not everyone's cup of tea and, and I understand that I know that um but I think that the people that sit behind the keyboard the one thing that we need to remember is that they are sitting behind a keyboard and my mom actually gave me really good advice she said to me she's a little Asian lady she's quite uh brutal um she said 
uh, here comes a fun accent. Alexandra, if they were if they were uh, close to your face, they wouldn't say that. They wouldn't say that straight to your face. It's just because they're behind a keyboard. And I was like, you know what? That is very right. A lot of people don't have the guts to say things straight to your face. So they're going to sit behind a keyboard and do it. And that's the one thing we need to remember. So I, in terms of what they were saying to me, the whole like ugly thing, I don't think that's something that should affect any woman because we are all beautiful in our own ways and we all need to learn what makes us beautiful um, ourselves. And the, the looks thing didn't really hurt. But then the bit about, you know, people wanting to like put a paper bag over my head or that I was setting back humanity or those are the things that kind of made me think, oh, um, maybe I am setting back humanity. Maybe this is the wrong path for me. And it did result in a few times. I have a few videos of me just kind of talking to the camera and just crying because I didn't understand how to deal with it. I ended up speaking to one of my friends who um, is really big in isogenics. And I said to him, I just, I don't understand how you deal with the amount of pressure and the amount of negativity that comes with being on social media all the time and he said the one thing that we need to remember is that every single person has a bubble around them and it's a bubble of knowledge and if you put something into that bubble there's two ways they can react to it the first way is they can accept it like I'm guessing the three of us would they can accept it understand it choose whether or not to take it in um, and, and use that knowledge or choose to kind of say, okay, you have that opinion. I'm happy with that knowledge in my bubble, but I'm not going to do anything further with it. The other way to, to, to deal with it, which is what these trolls do, is they bring it in, they look at it and go, no, that's wrong. Because in my knowledge bubble, that that is not the fact that I have, so it's wrong. Um, so those are the two types of people, right? Um, so these people that are trolling uh, or sitting behind a keyboard, they are that second bubble. They just refuse to accept anything else because they think that their the knowledge they've learned in their last however X many years is the only knowledge they'll ever need and the only knowledge that's on the planet that, that they should have. Um, so unfortunately, it's just a matter of going, okay, um, don't feel sorry for them, but learn to accept that there's always going to be people like that, that are not open to new opinions and not open to new facts. And unfortunately for them, the world kind of takes care of that down the track in their life. We don't need to do anything about it. So the one thing that I can say uh, to anyone who's listening, who gets these trolls and something that I did at the start, which is totally incorrect, do not reply to them just leave them uh if if you're on tiktok the likelihood of somebody else attacking them is probably quite strong as well but you don't need to to think about their comments you don't need to have them in your life constantly if you want to think about it do so for a total of one minute and then clock yourself out because you might learn something in that one minute but that's all you need to know you don't need to keep thinking about it there's no point in having um, anxiety over something you can't control or change. Setting back humanity is such a ridiculous thing. Like, I can think of a lot of other people who are setting back humanity and one still hasn't conceded an election, so. <laughs> we don't need to talk about him, right? He's all over the news <laughs> over here looking upset. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, look, if I've, uh, if I've done something on TikTok to set back humanity nearly three billion years and I must like I must be making an impact <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think the most powerful response is like not responding you know what I yeah. mean like, and I even think about that with like men too that I've like wrote novels to and been like here's all the ways that you've wronged me oh. and they probably just like look at it and in that state of mind they're like, oh she's being crazy and like throw their phone and I'm like you know what would have been more powerful just like completely ghosting them like when they were acting oh. 100% absolutely because there's no point in giving somebody else energy that they're not giving you so if somebody is is treating you badly 
and you know they're treating you badly, why give them your precious energy? We've only got what, what, how many hours in a day are we awake? Maximum 16 for those of us who work too much, probably you two as well, uh, maybe a little bit more, but you've just got such limited energy and limited love and limited everything to give. Don't give it to somebody who's not reciprocating it. It's that simple. And unfortunately it hurts. It does sometimes. And I always tell my friends like a temporary pain is so, so much better than like a long-term you know, outcome that's going to hurt you for the next 10 years. Just take three months that are going to come over the 10 years of something that you're going to have to think about. It's no point. And how many of us have had breakups that like you still think about like five years later, you know? Yes, yes 100%. I've been engaged before as well. So that was, wow. yeah. Yeah. So that was, it's, you know, life happens. It does, unfortunately. And we learn at our own pace and that's absolutely fine. And you don't have to, I think what we need to stress here is that you don't need to be married by the time you're 25 or by the time you're 30. Like take your time to do what you need to do first and then get to the, the parts of your life that you want to do in terms of family and marriage and career later. I mean, we're babies in like everything that we're doing, right? And that means that we also don't have all the knowledge that we need to, to be where we want to go. But having a rough idea isn't a bad thing, but I think also living day by day is a good thing. Well, I was going to say, I feel like a big theme is energy and effort, which our letter writer today feels like she's not getting enough of. So she writes... Dear damsels, I've been dating my boyfriend for a few months now and I'm starting to feel like things are just getting less romantic. He just doesn't put in the amount of effort like he used to and not to mention we split almost every bill. I don't mind splitting as I know that inevitably happens in a relationship, nor do I expect him to pay for everything, but it would be nice if he offered to do nice things like pay for the whole bill every once in a while or just offered some small nice gestures like getting me flowers or chocolate to show me that he cared like he used to in the beginning of the relationship when he was trying to woo me. How do I lovingly encourage him to put a little more effort in to show me that he cares? I don't feel like I'm asking for too much. Sincerely need more effort. That's a hard one. I've been there. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of relationships have been there, right? It's kind of, you get over the honeymoon phase and then bam, it feels like everything's kind of slowing down and gone. So, I mean, first of all, we want to send love and hugs to this person because I feel like she needs it and uh, to know that we are here to support her through this journey. Um, secondly, for me, I'm a pretty blunt person, so I don't know if I'm the best person ever to ask in terms of lovingly. If somebody was doing that to me, I'd probably oh, I've just never say- offered someone a hug once on this podcast, so you're <laughs> already the most loving person to ever come on. I think it's really important to communicate that with your partner Um, and it doesn't always have to be in a loving way. Sometimes the best way to do things is with open communication and correct me if I'm wrong, but most men are not great when you kind of try to drop hints, they don't get it. And I, you know, I, I love, I love my partner. I love the men in my life, but they, they, that's just them. And for us, we have shortcomings as well as women, but for men, it's, it needs to be a fairly straightforward conversation. Uh, I sit down and saying, hey, uh, is there something that we need to talk about? Because I feel like I'm missing out on all of these things that you used to give me. And I'd really love to have them a bit more. In terms of the of the split bill, that's tough for me because I'm a big believer in, in most things being split. But I understand also the gesture of somebody wanting to care for you. It's kind of like, yes, I'm, I'm yours and I, I want to be yours. And I love that you've paid dinner for me. I think that's lovely. And I think that just needs to come in the conversation as well and just it's really important that your partner understands your love language and by the sound of it, it, it might be acts of service. 
Um, and if they don't know that, then they can't really act on that. So that communication needs to be pretty straightforward and vice versa. Perhaps there's something that he's missing from you and that's, that's a hard thing to confront, but it's true. Um, and he might need to have a chat about that as well. No, I totally agree. I don't think it's at all too much to ask for this because I'm glad you brought up the love languages thing, but everybody has a different love language and everybody wants to give and receive love differently. Clearly this person wants to receive love in the way of acts of service and gifts, exactly like you said. And I don't think that's a bad thing just because that's how you want to receive love. That's totally fine. I think the split bill thing is interesting because I do think it's very dependent on that person's income. And if it is like a situation where you guys are making similar incomes or maybe he's making a little bit less than you are, then I feel like you're in a situation where it's like, he pays for one, you pay for the next. Like, so you're still getting the split mentality. It doesn't become a financial strain on one person or the other person, but what it does become is like, um, you're still getting that gesture and the feeling of being treated without significantly making a financial detrimental impact on them. Um, the other thing that I would say about the gifts thing, my mom is the exact same way. Like for her, it just means a lot to get little things like that, flowers, whatever else. Um, and I think that there's like little ways that you can provide that for somebody without, like I said, making a, a big strain on your bank. Like I know that a card isn't necessarily the same thing, but like you can buy inexpensive flowers. There's people that sell them on the side of the road that I don't think are charging a ton. Um, and same with like things on Amazon. Like if you really like a certain snack, like having that tied up, I think it's more the thought for these people than it is like the actual gift or the numerical amount that a person is spending on it. So I think that it's just like, you definitely need to express this. If that person thinks that you're being obnoxious about it, that's on them because that's not an obnoxious thing to ask. As long as you're wording it in a way, this is how I want to receive love. I don't need you to spend a lot of money on it. This is just would mean a lot to me. Yeah, I think the split bill thing, I mean, I think she harped on that a lot in her letter, but what I take away from that is just she feels like they've kind of like fallen into this rut of like, okay, now we're always going to split the bill. And like, now it's never going to be a gesture where you do that. It's kind of like when people talk about like, oh, you know, we're like not having sex as much and like this and that. And like, I don't want to be like the negative one of the group, but I will say like, when I start to notice that in some of my relationships, that has been like, where it's kind of been the downfall. And that might've been a little bit on me and like not communicating in the way that I should. But um, I don't know, I hear a lot in terms of like, talking to like your partner about this especially like if they're a man being like hey you know I really liked it when you did this and like not really saying anything further than that just kind of like I feel like a lot of men don't really respond well to like direct criticism because they just make it feel like because they're like you know hunter gatherers they feel like they're supposed to protect you and when you give them a criticism they feel like they're failing at that so I feel like kind of approaching it in a way of like yeah hey, it was really nice when you did this and then just kind of leaving it at that. And I don't know, maybe kind of giving yourself a little bit of a time limit too, like of like, here are the actions I'm going to take to kind of let him know that I like when he does this. And, you know, if things haven't really improved or changed in like two months, maybe I need to reevaluate and be A, maybe a little harsher or like B, maybe reevaluate if this is your person or not, because you want someone that's going to be putting in the same effort that you do. 
Totally. I don't think that criticism should be gender specific. Like as human beings, we should all be able to receive criticism. And I'm not saying like from, you know, your damn nail lady. <laughs> I don't think you need to take that criticism. But I do think that you should always be open to criticism when it's given to you in a loving, thoughtful way. And like in this situation from your partner, because criticism is really when it's done right intended to help you and like help you to make changes in what you're doing and to me if you're with somebody who isn't willing to hear you out if you're doing it in a right way and this is another huge thing never give criticism in an argument it cannot be in an argument like don't be the person that brings up your problem when it's like in the middle of a heated discussion and they just did something else. You have to bring it up in like a logical way when people are willing to receive it and honestly willing to hear you out. Yeah. Well, do you feel like in your relationship with Brian, like you guys have had like ebbs and flows like that? And like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really interesting what you bring up that you feel like when the relationship is kind of on the downward spin of things that, um, is when like the paying stops and whatever else, because I can totally see that happen. Like they're not putting in the same amount of effort when things are on a downward spin, but then that's a conversation too. And like the fact that you are calling it out, like could bring up another conversation that needs to happen. Um, and that's good information too. If they're, if they are not putting in effort because they're not as interested in you or they're not feeling as into it, that's a conversation that needs to happen. And if you don't talk about this now, it's inevitable that it's going to happen later. Um, right. In terms of my own relationship, I definitely think things ebb and flow. What I want to say about Brian and the reason that I'm saying this should not be gender specific is because Brian is incredible at receiving criticism. So we have very logical arguments. As you know, Chloe, I am not a fighter. I am like a, I want to talk about this logically and address it right away. So we, um, we argue pretty logically. It's more like here's one point long drawn out that I use a million words in and then he rebuttals and it kind of like goes back and forth until we like agree on a solution and a compromise on it. Um, and that's why I think it shouldn't be gender specific because I feel like if Brian can do it, then there are other people out there who can also do it. Um, and that's not something that like we had to work on. That was just like his quality as a person. So I really do feel like when you find somebody who you um, mesh well with, part of like something that you address like as you mentioned earlier Lexi like you know are they good with kids like do they have all of these like checklist things a checklist thing is can they accept criticism and receive criticism because that matters and like can we have logical arguments um I think like Brian is really good also about doing things but that being said like when we have had arguments and we had an argument recently um when I proposed like what I felt like were the issues and things were going wrong. He met that immediately with like, um, this is how I perceive I'm going to make these changes. And then like, I didn't see those changes happening. And then we had another talk about it and how he was going to make these changes going forward. So I don't think that you can expect people to change overnight. I think that you're always going to be working on it, but the fact that people are putting in effort to it, that says something about their character as a human being. And I wanted to clarify, like, the people that I'm like, oh, when it's going downhill, we inevitably, we inevitably break up. Like, those are clearly people that weren't in it for the long haul anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, I think you're kind of left when you have these conversations and it doesn't work out well, like, 
oh, well, it must be me because this keeps happening to me. But it's like, no, like all of these people that aren't for you are leading you to someone who when you, well, like whenever I get feedback, like if I got feedback from a partner, like I feel like you're not giving this, this and this, like I would be same as Brian. Like I'd be like, okay, well, here's how, like, how would I make you feel better? Let's try this, this and this and like do some actionable stuff because words are words and actions are actions. And at the end of the day, like action is the most important. I think and that's the person I want to be also. Like, I want to be that way as a friend. I want to be that way as a daughter. I want to be that way as like a business partner. Like, I just think that's like a human characteristic that we should all strive for. Yeah. I agree. I think that it's also really important to give ourselves time if you do have an argument with somebody, because most of the time, the first thing that you say is a very emotionally driven phrase. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's best thing to do especially in terms of feedback so if you do have something to say to that person I would say say it go go away for an hour and then come back together and discuss it and then after the hour the rationality comes back and you start thinking all right how do we move forward from this and I think a really big red flag is unfortunately people that don't want to do that or they run away from the situation instantly so in terms of bring just bringing it back around to this lovely woman who's written in um, it's really important that your partner, partner also reciprocates his intention to action. Yeah. And then, as my mum says, consistently shows those actions. So it's all well and good to have, you know, you say, I would love for you to buy me more small things or do more acts of service for me. And then for the next week, it's like a love bombarding and then it stops again. That's yeah. fine. It's not it's not good if it's not consistent because in five years you're going to have found that you've had the same conversation 50 times. It's not sustainable. No, I totally agree. I also, um, since I went to Quaker school for my entire life, one of the things that we're taught is like how to argue effectively because they believe in like peace and kindness. And I think that like, as much as I never thought that my Quaker education really made an impact on me, I notice it more and more as I get older And one of the things that I've noticed it is on intentional arguing. So like, I think when you are giving constructive feedback, it's best to make it an I statement and how it makes you feel. So like, if I were upset, I would make a comment like, it upsets, I feel this way when you do this and it upsets me because. Don't ever put it onto another person. Don't say like, well, I feel like you feel this way. Or when you do this, like you feel this way and don't tell people how they should feel. Let people come to you, talk about how it makes you feel and that people will respond so much better knowing how they hurt you rather than you telling them what they're doing wrong. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I like that point. I like your point too, Lexi, because I think I'm someone who is very like, even in the heat of the moment, I'm like, let's talk it out. I don't want to go to bed angry. Let's talk it all out right now. And a lot of my partners have been like, no, I need a little bit of space. And like, I will say in the past, I probably haven't respected that as much as I should, but I would hate that. I mean, I hate it too, but I think it is fair to allow someone like a few hours or even a day if they need it. But what's not fair is for someone to like, then ghost you for five days. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you're meeting them a certain way, you need to be like, okay, I'll give you a day. But like, I do, I just need this com- the communication and we need to talk tomorrow. And like said, you know, set a time limit on it. If they can't handle that, then they're not your person. Like, I think that's, what's really hard is like, 
as like females, like, I think we're like, we tend to be a little bit more vulnerable and put ourselves out there and say all these things. And then we're met with like, just flaky guys and guys that want to ghost us. And like, after that happens so many times, you start to ask yourself, like, is this me? And it's like, no, like how many jobs have you been declined for? You know what I mean? Like how many, like, you know, Lauren and I do acting, how many roles have we been declined for? But then, you know, you end up getting the right one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't like, just because there's a lot of like really emotionally unavailable men out there, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. I think that's another right. I really like the saying, you're just the right package at the wrong house. I try mm-hmm. to remember. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Lexi. Can you tell people where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. Um, thank you for having me. I've had the best time. My TikTok handle is Lexi May One, um, L-E-X-I-M-E-I-W-A-N, which is my middle name. Um, and my Instagram is Lexi Partel. And my DMs are always open. So if anybody needs any help or any advice, I'm always here with a listening ear. Well, thank you so much, Lexi. It was so great talking with you. Well, that was a blast. So I feel like she gave some really solid advice today. If you'd like more solid advice, you know what you got to do. Write us your damn letters. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.